she had that superhuman strength. She was drunk. She was high. Mm. And she was incredibly physically fit. PCP pep. Whatever she was on. And I'll tell you, I I mean. On her period. (laughs) (laughs) From the smallest room in New York City. Shit, people. And and anybody who lives over there, I feel really bad for them. It was a show that gives you a reason to live and a vicious beat down. Vicious beating on the subway. J train. It's uh, going to. uh, uh, Manhattan, and uh, well, I'll, I'll just, let's just let this lady here tell the story. Why not? Uh, she seems pretty good at her job. Asian hate crime in this cell phone video. The victim is seen being punched repeatedly. The victim tries to fight back. We are stopping the video there because it is too disturbing to show on TV. But what happened next? The victim is choked until he is unconscious, then slammed into a seat. It all happened on a Manhattan-bound J-train. The entire time, passengers never stepped in, only getting the man help once the train pulled into the Kosciuszko train station. Police are not only looking for the suspect, but the victim as well, who never filed a police report. Police only learning about what happened here after the video surfaced on social media. After watching the video, this strap hanger had this to say. I feel angry. Yeah, no, it's not right. I'm going person, just say, what do you think of this? You know, I mean, she's a strap hanger. Okay, when that makes her qualified to weigh in, I guess. How do you feel about it? There's eight and a half million people in the city. She's the one who gets to say. I feel angry. Yeah, no, it's not right. Black woman, and it's a black guy beating an Asian, I guess. But, I mean, there seems to be some question over the guy's uh, actual uh, race at this point, whether or not he, uh, somebody said uh, that he might be Hispanic, and that somebody is a 39-year police veteran in the NYPD, Nightwatch Detective Pete Panuccio, AP. Good evening, Pat. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not Asian, so that's good. Well, that's good. Uh, this way, you won't be walking down the street getting your brains knocked in. Yeah, I, you know, it really, with this, as many people as there are in New York City and as many Asians as there are, the chances of it happening to any one person, there's no reason for people to become hysterical. On the other hand, this is a rash of really... Some of these, I wasn't a believer in this at first because this stuff wasn't happening at that moment. And now it is. It really is. There's like people saying things like, I'm going to fuck up some Asians. And there's people saying like, you motherfucking Asians. I've never heard of this before. I just, I mean, this is odd to me. It almost seems as if somebody gave them $2,500 and said, guess what? Here's all you have to do. Say something that has Asians in it and beat the shit out of an Asian, you know? I, I Cause it's like, they're dude, it's just the same MO. They walk up and do it at random, and they're, most of them are black. That's about as, that's about as like, <laughs> a not filled in of a conspiracy theory as you can get. Right? No, but you know what? Th- these things become self-fulfilling. Like, the knockout game, four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. It gets publicized a couple of times, and then everybody is knocking people out. Is it a hate crime? No, it's a game. Uh, well, <laughs> unless you're the guy getting punched in the head. That's what I mean. It, like the way they, they well, characterize it, like it's a game, and it's obviously getting punched violently by a person who's a yes. stranger. And a lot of those people were elderly. They were Asian. They were people that couldn't defend themselves. And, um, you know, in this situation here, I to me, I don't care if he's Asian, Hispanic, or he's from Mars. I really don't care. That was a brutal, savage beatdown. It, w- it was long-lasting. Most fights don't last that long. This one had to be 12, 13 minutes long. <laughs> well, I, it was I, like 13 I, rounds. Well, to that guy that <laughs> was getting nailed, that felt like 130 rounds. Yeah, yeah. The guy who he was fighting with, big dude, knows how to throw a punch. Um, yeah, he does. Our victim did put up a defense in the beginning, but he was overwhelmed. He got hit with shock and awe. Is that your evidence that he's Hispanic? Well, no. My, <laughs> my, my, my evidence that he's Hispanic came from a still photo that was just released a little while ago. Oh. Um, it's hard to say. You know what? He just doesn't look slanty enough. I exactly. mean, I know that's what you want to say. Um, well, it's touch and go there. I mean, who knows? Filipino, <laughs> kind of a mix. I don't know. It's hard to make out his face with those fists all over well, them. Well, it's also the whole hard time. to make out his face because it's just one big bloody lump. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, eventually, I'm sure it was. But, he, you know, this this he wraps it up in championship wrestling style with a sleeper hold. This guy put this guy in a fucking sleeper hold. It's not as dramatic, and it doesn't take as long as it did in wrestling. No, I mean, that was they, a, they got it. It was just. 
I, I don't mean to be crude. It's a good know. blood joke. You know, and people have battled over this for the last couple of years about Pantaleo putting a chokehold on a guy. What that guy did there, that is a major league chokehold. That's a fucking uh, chokehold. And he didn't stop. That guy was down for the count, and he just kept on yoking. You know, you want that ref to come up and, like, lift his arm up to see if it, like, has uh, any life in it. Remember he, that? He wasn't doing a standing A count. And, and then after he chokes him out. Let me add a little more insult here and slam your face into the seat at about 100 miles an hour. I don't know what sort of contempt that this guy has for this guy, but it seems personal. It does not seem to be related to the comments of Donald J. Trump, which is something they still put in all these articles. A lot of these articles, I'm going to give you the quote. Trump started it. This is former President Donald Trump repeatedly used xenophobic terms to refer to the virus that originated in China's Wuhan province. Critics say the former president's language stoked Violence against Asian Americans and immigrants. Well, okay. So the only thing he said that uh, that was not said, you know, like CNN, they called it, they were all calling it the Chinese virus, the Wuhan virus, all that shit. China virus. Who would have thought that like two months after he leaves office, this message of violence to immigrants would finally begin to filter through to people who aren't even in his base. Now all of a sudden he's Hispanic. Guess what? You know, we can't blame Trump for calling it the the China virus on this one, you know? He said build the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Mexico is going to pay for the wall. No, Mexico's not going to pay for the wall. This poor little bastard on the train's going to pay for it with his face. Yeah, well, it says that uh, stoked violence against Asian Americans and immigrants. So now they're throwing that on, too. It's not just the Asians. It's also just immigrants in general. I don't buy it. I don't think that his uh, what 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 xenophobic terms to call it the Chinese virus is not a xenophobic. Term. The only thing he said was kung flu, and that's just being funny. That's just being Trump. And, yeah, and, you know, it's not like he made it up. You know, a lot of people were saying that, and it was funny. Kung flu. There's I don't see anything offensive even remotely about For that. Hundreds of years, doctors, epidemiologists, they label these things by the region where they come from. Yeah. It's it's a never meant to be offensive to the region, but let's just say, hey, this is where it came from. Yeah, that's just the way they label it. I mean, nobody's saying this about the Brazil, the Brazilian strain or the UK strain. I don't think anybody's upset over the Hong Kong flu, you know. Um, Hong Kong flu, eh? You know, the Hong Kongians weren't getting upset over it when yeah. it was labeled that. They're the like, Hong yeah, Kongians. it came from here. Sorry about that. Yeah. We, yeah. But the, anytime you got to, like, really spoil for a country to make sure they don't get bad press, you know, like the Chinese, they're very sensitive about the press, apparently. You know, they they don't they don't like movies that say certain shit. And, you know, they're they're very... They're communist. They're, yeah, they like control. It's a criminal communist regime, and they don't like it when people come out and call them for what they are. They're scumbags. They are really shit people. Yeah, they're shit people. And uh, and, and anybody who lives over there, I feel really bad for them, you know. I don't know how much of... Uh, look, I mean, a lot of them are all for it, but it's only because they don't have that much choice, I guess. I don't know. And then there's that whole uh, the Uyghurs, you know. Completely separate issue. I mean, separate issues. That's what makes them suck so bad. They have a concentration camp with over a million fucking people in it. Now, apparently they were making some trouble. Sometimes I'd like to take some people making some trouble here and put them in a big fucking camp. I can understand the urge. It's free country. Uh, None of these suspects is white. I think we're starting to see less of the white supremacy thing. I mean, they're blaming it on Trump still. But they're coming out of the, you know, I love covering the coverage. I love the press coverage. Because it's no longer working for them. You know, two weeks ago, I forget which jackass city council person or several city council persons were at a, you know, stop Asian, you know, hate crimes march and everything. Mm -hmm. What do all the signs say? End white supremacy now. I don't see any white supremacists. Beating these people up. I see a guy that may be a black supremacist. Yeah, he may be. Um, it's, it's unfortunate. It's wrong. It's not nice and all that other stuff. But you know what? Let They got to call it for what it is. 98% of these attacks, it's people of color. People of color, POC. Assaulting Asian people. Yeah. And, and Asians have got to know that. They got to know that. You know, they talk to their kids pretty honest. They're probably like, listen, it's not white supremacists. Watch out for... You know, they'll probably go ahead and say what kind of people they're talking about. I would think. But maybe there's, I mean, maybe the media has everybody snowed. I don't know. I think that's exactly what it is. 
The media, We're the only ones who see the truth. That's why you listen to this show. That's why I come to the smallest room in New York City yeah. to do these shows, That's to right. get the truth out. To share. And so we have some very important truth to talk about in just one moment. It's about qualified immunity. That sounds like some kind of a like a sales pitch, the way I said it. But uh, it's something that's going to, it's, it's sort of like maybe the last nail uh, in the uh, you know law enforcement coffin. And uh, it's, it's not going to be good. So we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. And there's no one better to talk about it. Uh, than Pete Panuccio, with the possible exception of Ed Mullins. We had Ed Mullins on the show. Now, that guy, he could really, he he would spell it, I, I would say, equal to you. I don't know better. He does a better job. The man is, I've, we've, you know, quoted him for years, and, and, and you know, I mean, like, I'm a fan. I'm like, uh, I would get his autograph. Yeah, could. the mayor hates him. The city council hates him. Mm, yeah, um, that's a good sign. The other day, I took the wood to a certain city council member, I'll give you his initials. It's Justin Brannan in Bay Ridge. Um, okay. JB, as I call Let me see if I can figure that out. Uh, <laughs> so, and I, me and him have gone head-to-head on this issue face-to-face on, on a prior occasion. And I ripped into him the other night. Justin's one of the guys that signed off on this. They're in a mad dash to go over the cliff with this stuff. Qualified immunity, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, it just means that police officers have a certain amount of immunity from... and Unless they do something that is completely fucked up, Correct. they don't get sued, and they, they're not personally liable, and they don't even pay for their own attorney. No. Now, that you, you summed it up pretty good. Now, this became a war cry over the last two, three years, in particular once after the stuff started out west in, in Wisconsin and uh, Minnesota, with, you know, they want... It, it, it's been one of the holy grails of the hard left. Yeah, this is something they really want to get done. Qualified immunity, it's across the United States with different police agencies, and it's there as a protection for the police officers. Common sense thinking, um, and it didn't matter what your political stripe was, was that, you know what, we're giving these people, these people have an incredibly tough job, they have seconds to make decisions, we need to give them the benefit of the doubt. Right. With these clowns, there is no benefit of doubt of the police officer. The... It's they, constant suspicion, more or less. Oh, without a doubt. Now, with this act last week, it actually pertains more to uh, search and seizure, um, arrest stemming from that. Search and seizure, arrest, it could be uh, stopping a person for a gun or searching them for another reason and finding drugs. These things go to hearings, and the hearing judge will make a decision whether or not it was a legal stop, a legal frisk. And sometimes these things get tossed. Sometimes the police officer can't articulate why he stopped the person. Um, You know, part of being a good cop is being able to explain your actions. And back in my day, we were inundated with police work all the time, with guns, with violence, with robberies. You made a lot of arrests. You became very good at what you did. You knew how to explain it. And we see more and more... um, Things get you know these things get tossed at a hearing. Okay, so all right, so the case gets thrown out. Normally, that would be the end of it. Well, now what happens? Uh, our aggrieved perpetrator who lost his gun or his drugs or whatever calls his lawyer over at the law firm yeah. of right, Shyster Extraordinaires. Sanford Rubinstein. Sanford Rubinstein is the king of shysters. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, you're going to be sued, and they're going to start going after cops. Personally, and they're going to be, and they they already have this judge's ruling that it was an illegal search, unlawful, and he throws it out. So it's like, well, it's unlawful, so that's a good start for a civil case. Exactly. So what happens now is now that's the, the end of it, right? I mean, I'm, I, the, the way I hear it, it's like if if they take it out of the case, then that's enough, you know? Like, oops, okay, well, it didn't work out uh, for us in the prosecution. Now we'll have a harder it. time, and, you know. And you with know the what? Case. And most times it's like, yeah, well, all right, you know, whatever. You could be, you stop a guy, you, you start looking in the car, you find a gun. Judge turns around, and says, "No, you didn't have enough to search the vehicle." So yeah. what happens? The gun, the, the case gets tossed. So now this guy calls his lawyer, and his lawyer's like, all right, we're going to sue the cop. And granted, the bigger target is always the city. Mm-hmm. And But what happens now is the city can turn around and say, we're not going to indemnify you, and 
You're on your own. Now, what does inde- indemnify mean? Indemnify me has to do with the financial end of it. Yeah. Um, so the city, uh, if, if they are on your side, they cover your... They can, they, they, they're the ones who pay if you lose. And they can actually, for the most minor of infractions, say, we're not going to indemnify you. So what happens? I mean... They decide it unilaterally, so... It could be a minor violation or the nothing, patrol guide. Or nothing. All right, they have to have a little something. Unilateral. Like, um, you know, but... I, I would never trust the city if I was a cop oh, abso- to indemnify Absolutely me. not. And so that's how these... Count, the, the, like this councilman who, uh, you know, who you've been speaking with can say, this does not mean cops will have to pay out of pocket. Yeah, well, that's exactly it, what it means. It doesn't technically mean that, but when the city doesn't indemnify them, which they won't... You're opening the door. Yeah, you're opening the door and uh, you know, for the city to just ram it in. Now, there have been some cases over the last 10 or 15 years where cops, as part of settlements and lawsuits, the cops actually had to pay a few thousand bucks out of their pocket to settle you know, whatever, whatever the judgment was against them. Yeah, that's rare. It, it, it's happened, though. I know of a couple of cases. Where but it's now happened. it's going to happen left and right. Before you can even think about it, these guys are going to be looking to get these cases in and start suing cops. Uh, now, for the city council. Is it official yet? Is it signed now by the mayor? It, it's not signed off yet. Okay. He's already indicated he is going to sign it. Well, so, you know, he's one of these guys who relishes in the unpopularity of something that he does. You know, big grin on his he's face. A, he's a sociopath. He's the worst. So, okay. Basically, here's how it works. They got rid of qualified immunity. The city won't indemnify cops in general. So the the cops are going to be held liable if they do. I mean, now with all the city, uh, kind of the new city laws governing how you handle a person, you can't get on their torso at all. You can't put a knee in their back. You can't do... You can't. Ha- you have to handle them so weirdly carefully that it, a lawsuit is. It's almost inevitable with any arrest. Here's the big picture, okay? And they right. will have to pay, and they will lose everything. Yeah. Here's the big picture, and this just goes back to the the heart of what these people believe in. Last summer, we had the city council bill with the. Uh, kneeling on the chest, even if you do it inadvertently, you can still be found criminally liable. And what happened? Within about a month, that was up in Albany, and it was passed statewide. Mm -hmm. Similar type legislation. Mm -hmm. I guarantee right now, the qualified immunity just affects New York City officers. doesn't affect anybody else in city government. But just cops. Just cops. They keep their qualified immunity. Every other government employee has that except the cops. The ones who need it the most. The people that who are most likely are going to be in some kind of blazing shootout or a fight or a brawl or a chase. The right. people that need it the most. Not the people in the library. Not the... Not the DMV. Not the DMV. Not the New York City Historical Society or whatever the fuck. They, they, uh, you got to watch out for those guys. <laughs> but, um, but here we are. Now, you can... You can guarantee that they're going to start passing this legislation up up in Albany. Right. It'll affect cops statewide. But we live in the city. So here's what I'd like to know, Pete. How does this affect a cop on the street when he is he has a decision to make about, you know, how to handle whether or not to make an arrest? In 39 years, I've never was never that guy to tell a cop not to do his job or shy away from doing something. I was always a go-getter, I was very active. As a young sergeant, 1995, I worked with another sergeant who, when he would turn out the troops in the evening on the 4 to 12s, he would say, all right, I'm on patrol tonight. The three Ds are in effect. Don't do dick. Fall out, take your post. And afterwards, I would say to him, hmm. well, dude, I says, I says, that's a horrible thing to tell these cops. Now, this was a guy that lived through the 60s and 70s, through some really bad stuff in the police department. And he says, listen, if you don't do anything, you can never get in trouble. Jump ahead now. Here we are 26 years later, and union leaders are prohibited from saying these kind of things. I would venture to say the thought process that went through every street cop's head was the three Ds are in effect. And it's not because that's the way you want to be. That's the way you're being forced to live now as a police officer. You know what? I'm reminded of something that I saw in a movie called Colors once, and I heard this story (laughs) elsewhere. 
You remember the movie Colors? I think. Sure. It had, uh, did it have uh, who, who, who? Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall and Sean Penn. And Sean Penn. And they were the cops. They were trying to catch drug dealers or something. And and so there's a young bull and an old bull, whatever. And they're looking at all these cows down there. And the young guy goes, a young bull says, "Let's run down there and fuck one of them cows." And the old bull says, "Let's walk down there and fuck them all." <laughs> and now you got the older one who's going, "Don't do dick. Don't do dick." He says, "Forget them cows. Fucking no cows. They." Go rub Weird your, shit in effect. Go rub your nuts against a post or something, but they, stay away from those cows. They filed away most of our horns. Yeah, you know yeah. what? That's actually a great way of putting it. The horns have been filed off, and these people are not going to stop until the cops are basically eunuchs where they yeah. cannot do anything. They don't want you to do anything. Try to turn tigers into house cats. Exactly. Make invalids out of supermen. It's pathetic. And, and we see the effects already. Lawlessness is occurring. We can't even protect our beloved Asian community from our beloved black community. <laughs> look look at that guy in the subway. If a uniformed cop walked into the middle of that, he realizes I am going to have to throw down hard with this guy. Real hard. The guy is pretty tough. Yeah. Now, I've said this. You've heard me say this for quite a while now. Yeah, Is that while. cops are too restrained to begin with, okay, when it comes to get... And we see these videos all the time, these cops getting into these protracted wrestling matches with people that just go on and on and on. Yeah. The longer it goes, the greater the chance either the perpetrator or the police officer is going to get hurt or killed. Mm -hmm. We didn't have those issues 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. If I had walked on that train... You had the wood shampoo. I, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> With a Coca-Cola conditioner. Why not, right? You know, you That's would, what you had to do. You, 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 in, you restore order... And then, you Absolutely. know, and the guy needs a knock on the head or, you know, because otherwise people, like you said, first off, that's the, the way people don't get shot. Everybody in that train car, most of them anyway, are probably decent law abiding citizens who are horrified. Even worse is that you're standing there and you say to yourself, I have neither the balls or the ability to fight this guy to even help this man. So what happens? You know, uh, the cop walks in the train in uniform. Mm hmm. 80s and 90s, you would sally forth into battle and start swinging. And you know what? You would have no fear of saying, I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, should I do this? Yeah. Oh, bullshit. They backed you up. I am going to hit that guy with all my might. I carry a uh, rosewood nightstick, uh, an exceptionally thick, heavy wood. You couldn't swing it as fast as the other nightsticks, the ones that the police department issued. But when you got hit with it, you knew you were hit. Yeah. And they didn't break. We've had night multiple occasions nightsticks breaking. You're talking about these uh, these ones that are uh, retractable? Oh, they're, they're ridiculous. They, it's it's really just a ridiculous weapon. And uh, now in the hands of like a teenager, you know, it's a pretty fine weapon. But in the hands of a, you know, when you're actually out, it's 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 like you need professional grade Pentagon type stuff, Listen, which is still they, the rosewood. They tried issuing that thing to me in 1995 when I was going through sergeant school. Mm -hmm. And this guy's giving us this long-winded lecture, and you never strike them above the shoulders, and this and that. Really? Now you got to remember, I come from the cops of the '80s. Right. You know, we were more into Viking and barbarian type warfare when it need be, and cartoons like where the lump comes up. Like, exactly. Oh. Exactly. We were swinging. We were going to stop you. Now they give you this thing, and I told this guy, I says, "You realize that this thing here?" I says, "The what you can't number one, if you do hit somebody in the head, you can kill them." You could also open up their skulls. They bleed like a pig. But I says, anywhere in the rest of the body, this thing is useless. I says, a nightstick, you crack somebody on the side of the leg, around the kneecap area, they go down. Yeah. If you catch them in the mouth, really? they most assuredly are going to go down. It's not recommended, and they say you shouldn't do it, but heat of the battle. Sometimes you just accidentally miss the leg and hit the um, mouth. When you're in that kind of fight, yeah, that's what you're, you're swinging for the fences. Well, the cops have to win. That's the whole thing. You have We're to win. We're not paid to fight fair. We're paid to win. And trust me, I'd say about 98% of people in that train car had a cop come in there and beat the balls off that guy with a nightstick. I'm sure there wouldn't have been some of the crowds, oh, shit, shouldn't have done that, yo. But you got the viral moment, you know, a cop using what, what these... Sidewalk uh, legal scholars say, oh, that's murder, attempted murder, that's this, that's that. Oh, shut the fuck up. Brutality. Right? What about the brutality? What about criminal brutality? You need police brutality to combat criminal brutality. Well, I, they, you can quote me on that. That's the only thing that stops people like that. And that would have been it. Now, if a cop walked in that train car, he's like, he wasn't worried about getting hurt or getting beat up. That's a secondary issue. Yeah. You're worrying about getting indicted, sued, losing your house.
and he's you're serious criminal indictment if you do these things even if they don't result in injury if you if you get on this guy's diaphragm or whatever it is if you if you're you, still in trouble if yeah you can't put a knee anywhere and now you need a knee on a guy to cuff him uh, from what i understand i've never cuffed anybody well i'll tell you what if you listen to the experts out there i i, I you I know want. it's the easiest thing in the world to do yeah it, it's they, yeah they, <laughs> People always comply. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, they, you know, because really they know they're caught and they just go, okay. I'm going to tell you something. We've had five or six guys on top of one person. I can think of one particular uh, who was a female and we could not cuff her. Nobody wanted to punch her or hit her. She had that superhuman strength. She was drunk. She was high. Mm. And she was incredibly physically Little fit. PCP pep. Whatever she was on. And I'll tell you, I, I mean. On her period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was hard to hard to uh, subdue, huh? And incredibly hard. And you get a big guy that says, no, you know, we're going to fight. You have a fight on your hands. It's not like these things magically fly out of your pocket and go on somebody's wrist. You're just, you're, you're uh, describing my second and third marriage, actually. Because, I mean, I, I knew with her, I know you'd never hit a woman, right? Me neither. But it's nice to, you just think, like, it's nice to know that with your woman, you could, if... <laughs> If you had to, you could just beat the shit out of her easily. You know what I mean? You could just win without even trying. It should be like just hold at arm's length. I, I am stronger than you. This woman, I would have to try. I mean, I'd have to come in swinging like Sonny Liston, you know? Uh, well, it, there are people out there like that, that no matter how hard you try to use, you know, whatever restraint you can, it turns into a battle royale, you know? But cops and it's have ugly. Cops have become exceptionally hesitant to use force now. Yeah. How many times do we see videos where cops are yelling, drop the gun, drop the gun? That's the thing. You drop the gun. Police activity, they tell them, drop the knife. Sometimes, too many times. Sometimes get, they get too close, and then some bad shit happens. Exactly. You know? Yeah, well, I'm going to give you one or two times, drop the gun, drop the gun. You're getting shot. Yeah. And now it's like, I don't want to do this, man. Come Sir. <laughs> The humanities. You're talking about 50 times of saying drop it, drop it, three times. A video we watched a couple of weeks ago, and I think it was in Harlem, or uh, I think it was in Harlem. There was a woman, she was uh, walking, and she was on crack or something. She's like, just like mumbling like that. She's got a knife. Drop the knife, drop the knife. They follow her about three blocks. Yeah, we're not doing, we didn't do that. I'm not going to walk around out there. Doing this dance, but this is—it's going to end the same way. <laughs> it's going to end badly. You're just going to get tired in the process. But Jesus, with ridiculous. each block that you walk, you're exposing more and more people to this and losing yeah. control of the situation. Yeah, you're you're letting them dictate the terms of the engagement. Can't do it. Yeah. Absolutely, should never do it. So, what are we going to do to bring back some kind of like semblance of ability to inflict violence on these motherfuckers? I mean, it's, there's got to be something. We got. I, I know that I'm not a very good spokesman for this because I say it in a way that isn't very appealing. But I mean, law and order is a good thing, and uh, you guys got to be able to do your jobs. And I, you know, I'm not talking about broomstick in the ass and the fucking no, precinct no, no. or nothing, you know. But I mean, you're just talking some good orderly direction, as we used to say, you know, and pain compliance where necessary. Exactly. And these present pack of politicians, they don't want it. They don't care if cops get killed. They don't care if civilians are getting killed. They prefer it that way, I think. Um, I honestly think that de Blasio wants as many people to die over all this shit as he can. He wants to burn this shit down. End yeah. of story. Yes. All right? If the city burns before he leaves office, oh, you he's, know, he's he's a happy guy. We need to have a conversation about this. We need to. It's It's time we had an honest conversation about neighborhoods. Closing the COVID achievement gap and ensuring that there is fairness for our kids, support for them, but with a special focus on the 27 neighborhoods most deeply affected by COVID, and those are black communities, Latino communities, Asian communities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you know what? Like my de Blasio on neighborhoods. Give Charlene another $2 billion to get more social workers out there. Opportunity. Violence interrupters. So they can have the opportunity. We will eliminate geographic priorities over the next two years, thus giving a much bigger swath of the city an opportunity to experience some of our great <laughs> high schools. He cannot pronounce the word opportunity. experience Kwanzaa. Everyone who only has a glimpse, has had a glimpse of what it means. Opportunity. Has an opportunity to learn a lot more. He's opportunity. 
All right, let's. Uh, li- I'm going to listen to the rest of this little news report. And I think it's weird how this lady talks, by the way. She seems like to be straining at stool while she's doing this report. Speaking up is one thing. Doing something to help victims is another. This teen turned her violent experience that happened about a week ago into awareness. I have been attacked, ver- or I have been verbally assaulted, and at some point I have been pushed into the street. Bystanders saved Vanessa Chen from her attacker. What would happen had I been... Straining at stool. Not assisted by the people around me. According to the NYPD's Asian Hate Crime Task Force, so far this year, there have been 28 incidents against Asian New Yorkers. 12 were assaults. What are the other 16? People uh, just going, ah, oh, man, man, you, you fucking, fucking chink. Chink. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Chink. Somebody yeah. got, like, they, they, won't, they got bad Chinese food or something. Word, and words were, hurt. You know, sticks and, and stones is the way we grew up. And de Blasio was going to order the police department to go out there and stop hurtful birds. That was his thing last week. Talking about that right now. I'm very interested in this. But Mayor de Blasio says that he wants the cops to go visit people in their homes, uh, at their homes, if he hears that they've been using some like derogatory, you know, uh, friggin', uh, I don't know, ethnic language or something or slurs or something. Well, like, he just said hurtful. Harmful words. Hateful, hurtful, harmful. Education, the outreach, but we also need consequences. So I want to remind anyone who feels that they have uh, witnessed or experienced uh, any act of hate, go to nyc.gov slash stop Asian hate. I think if we get more and more reporting, it will help us um, to stop and to, to stop this and find the very few people who are doing it. Uh, I also think even if something is not a criminal case, um, a perpetrator being confronted by the city, whether it's NYPD or another agency, and and being told that what they've done was very hurtful to another person and and could, if ever repeated, uh, lead to criminal charges, that's another important piece of the puzzle. That's why we need these reports. Go ahead, Katie. Um, thanks. And I guess just to follow up on that, but I guess the concern and the um, the upset coming from within the community is that so few of these are being actually um, tried as hate crimes, and that's what they don't understand, and that's what they are trying to, perhaps if it's an education issue. I don't know if you've spoken with Commissioner Shea about this, um, and I know what you said about if it's something that's not a criminal case, how would the NYPD... It, confront someone if it's not criminal would they have like a conversation with them to say hey that's actually not cool how would that work well that's exactly what happens whether again it's nypd or it could be other agencies as well but nypd is a great example uh one of the things officers are trained to do is to give warnings if someone has done something wrong but not rising to a criminal level it's perfectly appropriate for an nypd officer to talk to them to say that was not appropriate, and if you did that on a higher level, that would be a crime, and I think that has an educating impact on people. I think it has a sobering impact that we need. That's why we need every report. By the way, if something might be a crime, if it's not 100% clear, the NYPD is going to investigate. I assure you, if an NYPD officer calls you or shows up at your door to ask about something you did, that makes people think twice, and we need that. We Also, in the reform report that we have put together in these last weeks, based on hearing communities. Uh, We put in there a new policy to widen the definition of what would qualify as hate crimes and to widen the tracking, uh, improve the tracking of hate crimes. This is a problem, and let's be blunt and honest, it's a problem that emerged particularly in the last four years in this city and in this country. We all know that the forces of hatred were unleashed by Donald Trump. That is not a news flash. We know more and more Hate speech has occurred. More and more people who are hateful have felt emboldened. We've got to deal with that aggressively. And part of it is to uh, report everything, track everything, and anything that might be criminal, prosecute, and anything that's not criminal, still follow up on aggressively so people feel the presence of law enforcement in the city, watching them to make sure this does not happen again. Unbelievable. This comes from the postmillennial.com. I I don't even know how you just pull shit like this out of your ass. I, I mean... You don't even want cops doing police work. Now you want them to go give people lectures on language? Can you believe that? New York City's Mayor de Blasio said on Wednesday he will mandate the uh, NYDP to... In- DP? They must have that backwards. The NY- 
Is there a department? No, NYPD. It's they put DP double penetration. The New York double penetration to investigate and issue warnings for non-illegal hurtful comments. Uh, the mayor has a plan to police speech. Uh, okay, so uh, De Blasio's comments were in response to a shooting at Atlanta-area spas that had been blamed on white supremacy by the media, despite police reports that revealed that the suspect claimed his killing of eight women was motivated by sex addiction. I'm going to have to come back to this post-millennial. I, I like this. I like the way they do the news. Uh, we need to know everything we can. Uh, this is this is him talking, de Blasio. Uh, we need to know everything we can to find those who did it and bring them to justice. Find those who did it. What well, did what? Because I'm a believer that we, of course, need the bigger efforts, the ed- the education, the outreach, but we also need consequences. De Blasio said. Now, in the case of non-criminal conduct, it is unclear what those consequences. This is this is just totally of such behavior. Totally it's, talking out of his ass. Okay, but he's talking out of his ass so loudly. Oh, and, I mean, like, so he doesn't mean this. This is just this can't happen. No, but this idiot. There's no means, way it could happen. It couldn't. But this is what he means. Meanwhile, this stuff has all been well versed and well traveled in the state legislature over the years with with various uh within the penal law yeah talking with, you mean with, well, well and it's been hateful speech it's i'll tell you what it, it's gone up and down a couple of times up near the supreme court just because sometimes this would fall under disorderly conduct or harassment and you know what that's all it is and unless a harassment is committed in the actual presence of a police officer you can't do anything about it and if it should happen in your presence and it's verbal harassment, at best it might be a summons. But this has been challenged in the courts before yeah, as to what is, you know, uh, legal speech. These people walk up to cops and go, fuck you. That's right. And you know what? It's legally protected. I just don't think that I could ever do that. <laughs> no, never. I don't understand the mentality of that. I see a cop and I'm like, fuck. I don't, you know, I, I have a hard time even saying hello I just don't, it's not my business. I figure cops got shit to do. Because most idiots don't understand that, you know, cops are kind of like, you know, sharks in the water, you know? If you leave them alone, Uh they're going to leave you alone. If you don't start splashing around and bringing attention to your actions, then the sharks are going to turn their eyes on you and they're going to start looking at you to see what you're doing. Right, when something looks like a fish in distress. Exactly. In the case of non-criminal conduct, it's unclear what those consequences would be of such behavior. Um, since, as stated above, the NYPD has only has the authority to issue warnings in these cases. De Blasio did, however, follow up with this. Even if something's not a criminal case, a perpetrator being confronted by the city whether it's NYPD or another agency, and being told that they've that what they've done is very hurtful to another person and could, if ever repeated, I can't even believe this, lead to criminal charges. It can't. And, I mean, who are you going to send out there to enforce these you things? You get a warning, and then that's all that happens is a warning. Lead to criminal charges. He goes, that's another important piece of the puzzle. That's why we need these reports. It's a non-existent so piece of the puzzle. He's talking about building a record of, like, you've said hurtful things a lot of times, and now at some point that he could get that passed in the city council. If you do this five times, you're a five-time offender on saying hurtful things. and, may, and It will not stand up a court. Like he you cares. Know. It's like he don't it's, care. It should already be all fucked up. And you know, he gets diarrhea of the mouth with these things, and he's just spewing out inane bullshit. You know. Wait a second. Does he have diarrhea of the mouth, or is he talking at his ass? <laughs> Both. <laughs> it has something to do with fecal matter. Yeah. Well, he is fecal matter, and and he you is. know, here's the thing. You know, when I leave here tonight and drive to my house, which is just eight minutes away. Yeah. Do you know how many horrible things I'm going to say about Uber drivers? You want to talk about some hurtful shit? Yeah. I'm also allowed to say these things. I don't hang out the car window screaming, you know. But you know what? But you can. You, that's, that's what right. New York was always supposed to be, I thought. You got these cab drivers named Tony who go, hey, come on. Right? But it's uh, now everybody's supposed to be so... Fu- how did it get to be such a pussy fucking feeling in the city? And, and 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 the more you have that, the more you have violence it, running it, amok. Listen, it's a generational issue. You know, you know, it, it just it, people have become pussified. Hey, Everybody's offended and upset, and oh, my feelings are hurt. 
Generation X is the last generation worth the damn for sure. These post millennials might be okay. <laughs> the millennials, the, you know why the millennials suck? Because the boomers are their parents, and and the boomers when they have kids, they, I don't know what it is, but they if that's where helicopter moms started to come around. And that's where they started telling the kids, you know, peanut allergies and shit like that. And that's where it started to be like, he wears a helmet when he plays soccer. And he plays soccer to begin with. Okay. You know where this all started? When we stopped playing dodgeball. Dodgeball <laughs> was the beginning of the end of the Republic. Okay. Mm-hmm. When it used to be, you'd wing that ball at somebody's head. And, you know, and it was a great game. We loved it. You didn't want to get hit in the face, but it happened. It happened. And you know what? You brush yourself off. You get up. And, and you're going to get that guy. And you're going to get back in the next game, and you're going to nail that guy. That particular dude. And, oh, it causes male aggressiveness, isn't it? Oh, good. Bullshit. It's, if, and if it does, it should. Males need to be aggressive. You know, but that's when we started. That started in the late 70s. Oh, dodgeball. It hurts people. Everybody gets a trophy. No, some people get a dodgeball to the face. <laughs> That's the way it is. Yeah, you know, to women, it, it's like everything looks like toxic masculinity because it's like that's. But but to us, it seems like a heaping helping of poison femininity. You know, like you ever, you encounter these same traits in women over and over again, and you're like, this is that toxic femininity. You know, where it's like you say some shit and they just stare at you. Like, don't you have an answer to that? No, I don't want even a lady. And they're like, and they're like, I don't know what to say. What the? F- what you- I'm old school. That's when I look at people like that. I says, "Hey, lady, stop breaking my balls. I am not interested in your bullshit. You can sit there and huff and puff and really? your head explodes." Yeah, I don't have the ability to do that. I get, I, I'm very emotionally involved with the women that I'm that I'm with. You know, I mean, like I, I get very like, I, I have to either, you know, I have to either educate them. Or discipline them. <laughs> and when I say discipline them, I don't mean violently. It's usually passive aggression. Yeah, like, you know I'm not going to talk to you for listen, a while. Listen, this is just old school New Yorker shit. Three words you got to know. Don't do dick. Well, that's for police officers. Oh, okay. Fuck out of here. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, you don't... Inter- we have to stop in- engaging and entertaining these people. They're fucking morons, all right? They carry on about their bullshit... Ignore them. I'm becoming, as the days go by and we see more and more of this nonsense, uh, stop entertaining these douchebags. Yeah, it's it's about time, you know? It's about, you know, like there was a great article in the Post by Seth Barron about mask naggers. <laughs> Careful how you say it. <laughs> and it's uh, it is true. They leverage the mask into this, like, uh, they've been virtue. empowered. Yeah, they've been empowered. Anybody who works at a store loves the virus because they can. They, somebody comes in, and since it is politically polarizing, they know who you are if you come in there without a mask. Um, you know, it's funny because I wear my mask twenty four seven. If you're trying to walk in there without a mask, and they, you know, it's weird. They're getting really desperate. Like up on the Upper West Side, I was talking to a girl. She goes, she tried to eat, go to a couple places, and the moment she walked in, it's not like, oh, you need to have a mask on. It's like, no, 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 go, go. Just like like a dog, you know. Yeah, the, well, you know, you know. They say I got friends in low places. You know, really, this is when you need to hang out with people that just don't give a shit. Yeah, um, I will not reveal these locations, but there are certain stores. I, like you're a, in one, aren't you? Oh, a <laughs> store is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I got a couple that I go to. You know as well what I'm talking about. You walk in there; these guys give me a shit if you had a mask wrapped over your head. And I'm a good customer at these places. You know, I'm going in there. I'm there all the time. I say hello. Nobody's getting stressed. Uh, you spend a couple hundred dollars a week at a place. They, yeah, they, they kind of let you, you know, slide on this whole mask deal. Um, I don't make it a point to antagonize people it's because I don't want to get into fights at this stage of my life. But nah. you know what? And if you do, just stop already. And and you know, well, this let's talk some more about this hurtful language, can't we? I want to. I want to. I want to hear what this fucking ass. Am I going to get hurt? No, no, you're fine. Your words are hurting me. <laughs> Even if something is not a criminal case, a perpetrator being confronted by the city, whether it's in whether it's NYPD or another agency, and this is what he was saying. An important piece of the puzzle. One of the things officers are trained to do, he says, is give warnings. If someone has done something wrong, but not rising to a criminal level, it's perfectly appropriate for an NYPD officer to talk to them and say that was not appropriate. And if you did that on a higher level, that would be a crime. And I think this has an educating impact on people, and I think it has a sobering impact that we need. 
he does not does, does he doesn't read the papers i guess do you see what's going on out yeah, here well you see and you want that's not appropriate this, this is another issue with the police department Good over the last God. 15 years funny. they have pretty much removed discretion from the police officer's vocabulary where people can be warned and admonished you know on a traffic violation mm-hmm. They've removed that, and, and cops are no longer using their heads and thinking. And you know, you wind up getting into these stupid uh, arrest situations over over nonsense because mm-hmm. cops think, "Oh, I have to make an arrest." No, you don't. And uh, they've gotten away from that that common sense training. What this clown was talking about, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's going to be a hard sell. Well, especially after you just, you know, basically offered up the cops to human sacrifice to attorneys this week. And now you want them educating people. Now you want them to go out and to get into confrontation situations over hurtful words. If you got somebody using, they want you confronting people who aren't breaking the law yet, maybe they will. It seems like that's what's going to, it's not going to go well. Then who's going to listen to a cop? You're the type of person who's using some hurtful language and cop goes, you know, that's not appropriate. You're going to go, why don't you go fuck yourself? How's that? It's like he's he's setting the cops up to take more abuse from these hurtful people. You know, we used to get, call, we get called to disputes, people carrying on a fight, and you know, if they're not married or whatever, it could be it could be any one of a thousand things. You get these people out there, mm, domestics, not even domestic. I'm just talking about people in the street, either uh, you know, road rage or somebody threw their garbage in the street, just some dumb dispute, and they want to vent and carry on. All right, all right, listen, guys, this is over. You walk that way. You walk that way. <laughs> Thank you. Good. <laughs> Goodbye. You go there. You go there. All right? It's over. I want to report. We don't do reports for this lady. All right? Now you're acting like an asshole. Get out of here. I, like I, I says, we're done. I'm not standing out here and going to engage in a debate. That's some Panuccio discretion right there. Oh, I was... Panuccio I, I, discretion. Every advised. now and then, people would cringe with some of the things I would say. But you know what? That's the way... You know, that's where you get the job done. You don't mean to be hurtful or insulting. You need to end what's going on. Yeah, it's, it's there's a, a a larger picture. Here, you like, could have yeah. the the wisdom of Solomon, and guess what? Mm-hmm. You Both end up cutting parties, a baby in half. Exactly. Well, I never did that. Um, <laughs> um, you know, but the you tell listen. All right, you said you piece. Get out of here. All right. Now yeah. the mayor wants me to go and say, oh. I'm out. Wait a second. Did you say something hurtful? Just you know, I've I've had two old ladies call me a fucking asshole uh, in in this year. Just old this, ladies can be rough. Yeah, and, and they're like, "Would you put on a mask while you're in the store?" No, I'll never do that. Well, you're a fucking asshole. Okay, thanks, lady. <laughs> and I had a gay guy call me a fucking asshole, and I didn't say anything to him. You know what I did? He was wearing his mask, walking his little dog right here on my street, and I just looked at him. And with this condescending look on my face, which I can do because I'm not covered with a mask, and I just went, just shook my head slow at him like that, and he goes, you fucking asshole. <laughs> he was so fucking pissed. He had to go home, and he probably sit down and wrote something up on his blog and, you know, and his Twitter and whatever. And God. I'm hurt, you know. And he's big enough to beat me up, you know. I mean, I'm just some fucking getting older, kind of COVID-weakened, you know, like... Uh, I'm not geriatric yet, but I'm working on it. And this guy, he's got muscles. He works out. He's got a little dog that he's walking. He's healthy and shit, you know. And, and uh, Take solace I, and, and, in the fact that you ruined his day. Yeah. And you didn't have to. And I'm not a bully. You didn't have to lift the muscle. Didn't have to say a word. Just, just shook my head. And he did. knew And he knew exactly what I, what I was talking about. You yeah, and your fucking He mask. will probably be in therapy for years over this. What are you worried about? Like your dog's going to get it while you're walking around? What are you, people walking around outdoors in masks. That's what they told them to do. They said, you know, you need to be in the habit of just put the mask on when you walk out. In fact, don't even take it off when you're inside your own home. Now they're saying, Fauci says this, that the kids, they need to keep wearing masks after they get the vaccine, but the parents can take it off. So what he's talking about is, like, we need to indoctrinate these kids and We're make them always... Yeah. We are terrorizing a whole generation of kids. And, and putting a kid's book out of Dr. Fauci. He's got a kid's book, How He Became America's Doctor. A boy in Brooklyn became America's doctor. That Personally, guy, as far as I'm concerned, he can eat a bag of dicks. It's well, the as problem as with eating a bag of dicks is, 
It's like, guy is the worst. Well, he is the worst. He, he's a he's a boob, and you know nobody's done more than he's an evil boob. The confusion, evil boob. You know, because he says like, okay, they they he disputes the idea that it came from the lab. He says it grew in the wild, and it developed the ability to infect men and women out in the wild, and then and but no, see they were working on. This uh, I forget the term, but you know where they adv- where they advance a fucking virus in a lab. They were doing that. Uh, you know, I, I, I know I'm not making a very convincing argument, but it's a fucking fact. It came from there. I actually and, uh, saw I saw a good thing today. Somebody a meme popped up. A meme. A virus that escapes from a level four biological warfare laboratory, but you think your mask is going to stop it? Yeah. You know. Suck it. And. Like two I masks. Said, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wear yeah. two masks. Oh my God, that's the that's the only response they can have. It's like, oh my God, you know. Is it what, true on the boxes it says this mask it doesn't do anything for COVID? Some of them do say not effective against COVID. That's funny as hell. That is so fucking funny. Um, and nobody cares about that because it has nothing to do with health. I don't want to find out about COVID. I don't want to catch COVID. I, I've known some people that have gotten sick, and I've known a few people that have died from it. But that said, I also want to have a certain amount of uh, enjoyment and freedom in my life. I don't even look at people a- anymore. It's like, I mean, I smoke, so it's double disapproval. I just put a hole in my mask so I can smoke right there. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. I'm not a native New Yorker, so this this guy and and you the video you showed me it, it's pretty fucking brutal. Uh, he beats the shit out of a 65 year old Asian woman. This guy is wearing some kind of an odd, I don't know, uh, sort of like kind of a pajama looking outfit, but not really. I mean, he's it's a weird little suit. It's it's something that he might have been the genie in the bottle of Alibaba or some shit. It's something regular white people would not wear. Okay, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You don't you you wouldn't be seen in something like this. This Alibaba and the Forty Thieves would wear that outfit, and that's exactly what you would think. What comes to your mind? Yeah, he's it's, it's, he looks ridiculous. There's there's it's pink and. Uh, and okay, so this so this guy's story. Yeah, a racist attacker beat an Asian woman who was walking to her midtown church on Monday in a suspected hate-driven attack as a security guard at a nearby building watched and did nothing to help. I mean, come on, give me a break. That guy's uh that guy's that guy's just well, you know, he's going, What time do I get off? I mean, like he's he, he doesn't want, no, want any of that. And, and but I mean, the guy standing there—that's kind of kind of fucked up because he's kicking her in the fucking head. The thing is, is you don't know if that guy is going to pull a handgun out and and put a bullet in this woman or anything, and then yeah. put a bullet in you. And yeah. this is the way people get killed in New York. Is the being thing a that good annoyed Samaritan. me about this is that after the attack is over and the perpetrator is walking away, instead of going out and saying, you know, let me call nine one one, let me help you, this guy walks over and closes the door. You yeah, like. You know, you're not my problem. He just shuts the fucking door. Now, so here comes Alibaba walking down uh, the sidewalk. He's got a weird sash hanging down in front, a red sash. I don't know what that means. It has some significance, I'm sure. And he uh, he's walking, he's walking. He comes upon this Asian woman walking the opposite direction, kicks her in the stomach. She falls down immediately. And he just starts kicking her head. She, it says, you know, she's seriously injured, it says, in this midtown hate crime. Video footage of the attack provided by police shows the suspect kicking the victim to the ground and kicking her in the head several times as she was on the ground. You know, a, a, a guy kicking a woman in the head, it, it's its not a... That, that's a particularly bad look. You know well, what I mean? Well, look, look at the Kicks, size of this guy. He's not a small guy. Kicking in their head several times. Several men from a nearby building witnessed the attack. The footage shows. Didn't try to help the woman as the suspect was kicking. And uh, one of the men who was undoing packages watched the entire attack. Uh, what does it mean, undoing packages? Watched the entire attack unfold. And two other men who appeared to be uh, building security walked over the door as the attack ended but did not chase the suspect. Well, like, I mean, we're defunding the police, but you want to, like, you want the security guards to pick but, up the slack? But you see, here, here's the thing with liability wise. Pretty much their jurisdiction ends at the doorway. Um, yeah. Most companies do not want you going out and engaging in front of the location. And if you do, then you're, you could lose your job. You could lose your and job. Because you, you could get the place sued. So they've got the 3Ds there, too, I guess. Don't do, if it's outside the door, don't do dick. You don't do dick out there. I don't care if it's your own mother. 
but and she's being been, raped, you know, by but, Mike Tyson. You don't do shit. Don't even take a picture. How, yeah, exactly. There's nothing that says you can't do that. And, and you know, with just common human decencies, after that guy walked away, you go out and help the lady. Just don't close the door on her. I mean, at least say, you, you want us to make a call or something? Do you want me to call the morgue? I bet you this guy's seen this a couple of times, and he's just like, you know what? Why get, you know, this is how I got this job. Hey. The guy that did it before me. Uh, the woman who suffered a fractured, get ready for this, pelvis in the meeting, in the beating. It wasn't a meeting. It was a beating. was taken to NYU Langan Hospital in stable condition. Broken pelvis. Now... She's, that's going to affect her sex life, I'm afraid. She's a 65-year-old woman, woman going to church. She ain't getting a lot of dick. But. <laughs> <laughs> the department has recorded 1,300% increase in hate crimes against Asian Americans since the coronavirus pandemic began. I mean, it's not necessarily because they're like, oh, Asians, I hate Asians because of coronavirus. Well, blame Trump. It's, it's a lot of it is just like, we hate this life that you've given us to live, you know? I mean, here's how you make a bunch of people, in, in you know, crazy. Everybody go home. Don't come out. Don't go to work. We'll send money when it gets there, whatever. You get two weeks of that, and then it's like, what, two weeks turns into a year, and you go, hey, don't go out. You have to wear a mask. And by the way, we emptied out Rikers to a large extent, uh, so have fun with that. And the police, they don't really have eh, the power to do anything anymore. Three, they got the 3D thing going on. Yeah, they need to take it easy. They don't want to go to fucking jail or uh, be held. So anyway, you're on your own. And, and you know, this kind of shit happens, I guess, right? I mean, this is a that's the recipe to make people anxious. And crazy. And crazy. And so here we are. But why do they call this guy a racist attacker? Because we don't know that. I mean, I don't think he said anything. Oh, he said, fuck you. You don't belong here. Fuck you. You don't belong here. <laughs> Everybody belongs here. It's America. Before this became such a hot button topic, you know, we would get into fights with the people in the hate crimes unit over stuff like this. Well, did he use a specific word? He's no. He said, you don't belong here. You don't belong here. Does she belong here? Does she belong, not belong on the block? Uh, you know, and... On this planet? He may be crazy. And they, they, they used to split hairs over this all the time. I'm sure. The way this is going to go, if you... It'll be... If an Asian person says, he gave me a dirty look, that's a hate crime! Yeah, right. You know, it... Meanwhile, they're always giving you dirty looks. It, it, Have you ever not gotten a dirty look from an Asian person? <laughs> That's what they do. Yeah. Well, my, my point being is, is that now it'll become all-inclusive. It could have nothing to do with race, and it'll be considered a hate crime. And meanwhile, they're saying God which, knows what they're saying in their fucking, you know, language. There's <laughs> no telling what it is. Which also waters down the whole point of having hate crimes. Right, which is when you find a noose that, uh, you know, <laughs> the, or a backward uh, swastika on something. An Asian woman was struck in the face. I know that these all sound the same. They're not. This is a new one. An Asian woman was struck in the face by a bigoted goon. They're running out of adjectives and nouns. <laughs> who, who then spewed ethnic slurs at her in a Manhattan subway station over the weekend. Fuck you. Uh, and it's a C and it ends with K. I don't know. <laughs> I think we came up with chunk last time. Cock? Yeah, cock could be cock. The attacker uh, yelled at the 37-year-old inside the East 50, 51st Street. It's Canadians. It's a Canuck. Aha. Uh -huh. Fuck you, Canuck. It's a hate there crime against go. the Canadians. That I can almost get behind. In Lexington Avenue subway station on Saturday night. You should go back to your country. This is all because of you. That's how he said it. I feel angry. You know, it's not right. The hater then fled out of the station. The woman refused medical attention on the scene. Uh, please release photos and video of the attacker. Again, just a, you know, a very gentlemanly-looking uh, African-American man entering the subway, and, and, you know, you nothing says criminal about him. Uh, but uh, the attack comes amid a spate of hate crimes against Asians in the city. It's happening. I mean, I'm shocked. <laughs> Anyone with information in regard... To this incident, it's asked to call the NYPD's Crime Stoppers hotline at 1-800-577-TIPS. That's 1-800-577-TIPS, and that's 8477. If you like the numbers better than TIPS, I can't imagine why you would want that. And for uh, Spanish, it's 1-888-57-PISTA, P-I-S-T-A. Uh, that must be Spanish for TIPS. 
The public can also submit their tips by logging on to Crime Stoppers website www.nypdcrimestoppers.com or Twitter NYPD Tips. Pete, you know, uh, I want to do something that really makes the point on qualified immunity and put it out, and I, and I want it to go everywhere in the city. I want it to be the kind of thing you're proud to share with your brother officers, you know, and with uh, and, and something that's going to shame the city council. We need to get together. I think we were just too funny and charming in this episode in order to, you know, it's not going to really sell. It's, as it's, hot. We need the hostility in there. There is a major issue here. Yeah. This is, this is it's, it's potentially a deadly issue. Mm-hmm. It's going to cause cops to hesitate when they shouldn't. Yeah. It's going to Silent cause, but deadly. It's going to be issues where, you know, innocent people are going to get hurt. I mean, violent crime is through the roof with the shootings, and you're asking these police officers to go out and get guns off the street, but the caveat is if you fuck up, we're going to lock you up, we're going to take you home, we're going to destroy your family. So, I mean, what's the message you're sending here? You know, Fuck you, police. This is like watching a hurricane offshore. Yeah, you know what? We have full advance notice on this. Why are we still here? Why don't we go to where the real hurricanes we, are and let this hurricane take care of itself? We had full advance notice with the criminal justice reform is going to lead to a, a huge spike in, in violence. We've been, and it we has. were saying it for a year before. Before it even came into effect. As soon as I heard about it, I'm like, this is going to blow. This is going to be a, a tsunami at some point of legislation, further legislation against the cops where they just cowed into the corner can't do anything and you know how do you ask people to go out and do this kind of work yeah and then say by the way here's you should also be educating people about their hurtful language and and please what world are you living in yeah it's clown world to to anybody that's listening out there one thing i i suggest there's a lot of people listening to (laughs) (laughs) this isn't a message in a bottle or some shit but my point is is that we just discussed this prior to the show. It seems to be that there's a lot of engagement going on with people and their, their local politicians, and, and people are pissed. Yeah. And rightfully so. Yeah. And we need to actually just torture these people, humiliate them, embarrass them, yeah. make them state their point, and drag them out into the open. This is all being done down at City Hall, but there's nobody saying who voted. I have the list of who did vote for it. Some okay. of the politicians are uh, coming out and saying, oh, we did this, we removed that. And it's not as... Uh, it's, if You listen to these bozos that are parroting this. It sounds like this huge victory. It's In that sense, yeah, it sounds good for them. This is what they want. For us, for, for people that experience with this, this is just a, a... Well, on top of being a major kick in the balls to the cops... But it's going to lead to a, a further erosion of police power. It's going to lead to opening up the doors in these lawsuits where the cops at some point are just going to become totally ineffective. Yeah, and, and that's the last thing a cop wants to be. He takes the job because he wants to be a service. Third generation here, and I've told one of my nephews, I'm like, really, I'm going to recommend against you doing this right now. This is not a good environment. My family was in the police department Wow. Over 100 years. Heartbreaking to have to say that, isn't it? But that's a, that's where we've arrived. This is where we're at, and it's going to get worse. Yeah. Go to trade school, son. You know, or, hey, learn how to tell jokes, because that's uh, a good way to make a living, too. I'll be doing that in, uh, well, it's up in Connecticut. It's part of the Connecticut Comedy Festival or something. I'll have more details on that, but it's April. If you live in Austin, probably it's too late to get tickets now, but I'm going to be there with the rest of the comedians at Compound. we got a nice little thing going. Sometimes I'm not in the shows. I don't like that when they do that. I like to be in the shows, and I will be uh, in uh, quite a few of them, but uh, not all. In in August, I believe we're going to Cuyahoga Falls. So if you're in Ohio, then you got that to look forward to. Cuyahoga Falls. That's right up there in AA country where Bill Wilson started that whole shit. I'll tell you, you know who else is from Cuyahoga Falls? Hmm, No. Rod Serling. (laughs) <laughs> didn't know what name was going to come out of it. Pete, uh, you know what? I, I wish I could sit here and just keep bullshitting, but the thing is, everybody's already stopped listening to this episode. <laughs> They're done. They listen to a certain amount. I don't I don't think anybody's got an hour and ten minutes in them. It's going to be one hot summer from what I understand. Pete Panuccio, we'll see you soon. I'll see you Thursday on yes, Crime sir. Report. And uh, I hope you guys are subscribed to Compound Media. That's the, the thing to do. I mean, because... 
you're missing a whole element of what, I, what it is I do. You got this one side of me, but I'm telling you, that show is very entertaining. Shocking videos. It's completely different from this show. And, uh, you know, it's like a, this, this, it's the next step in my personal evolution. And I know you guys are very caught up in that. <laughs> so uh, do that. Patreon.com slash Pat Dixon NYC is another way to support the show. Now, I, I throw some extras on there and stuff. It's mostly a way for me to get money for doing this. I'm going to admit it. You know, if, I'll do whatever you want, but like, uh, you know, what? I'm not one of these like fucking Jordan Peterson who has like this learning program that you get when you become part. I, I don't have all that shit to offer. I got a lot of old shows that you can't get anywhere else. And those were frankly pretty entertaining back in the day, 2011, 2012. They are evergreen and remain entertaining. Kevin Downey Jr. will be my guest. Uh, one of my guests, as will Pete Nuccio and uh, some others, some surprises. I, you know, kids, it's April 1st. Got to do something fun. Anthony Cumia gave me a life. I'm so happy that I got to be on Compound Media because that is a network that truly is different. It's where the truth is still true. And uh, really lucky and proud to be a part of it. And if you want some merch, go to crimereport.nyc. I got t-shirts and stuff with all this stuff. You, you socks. Have, socks. Yeah, we had somebody modeling socks yeah, the other yeah, day. Sock model. The other Andrea day. modeling socks with her. It didn't look so good with the Katie Lang suit. I thought it looked fine. She didn't think it looked good. Uh, I, I, I struggle with a, whim, a woman in a, in a man's suit, in a manly-looking suit. Uh, but then that's not really for me to struggle over, you know what I mean? She's, she doesn't care what I think. But, but people, everybody should care what I think. Keep talking. Show's been over for 10 minutes. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. <laughs> and thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Get off my lawn.